SSP has gone a little bit back to reality. It's spring, it's May, and the Flyers are terrible. So, for the next few months, maybe uh, we will be going with the Phillies and Eagles only. No Flyers content until the fall. And maybe just Phil, and probably just Phillies at some point. Like, the Eagles can't continue to make splash moves. Realize how they use the word splash. Can they? Eh, we'll see. Welcome to episode number seven of IASSP. It's always sunny in South Philadelphia. I'm your host, Riley Rich. Uh, got the Phillies for a week, and then we have Ryan Kerrigan to talk about. He just signed with the Eagles, so pretty fun uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, not as much content as with a, as with the hockey team being it out in there. We lost the Flyers, so might be a bit shorter. We had our like only like episode near half an hour, and now we're going to probably some that's even shorter. So hope you guys are ready. We're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. We got the Phillies and Eagles. Let's get to it with the Philadelphia Phillies week in review. Well, but another typical Phillies week is in the books. At least it was flipped from last week where they did really well against the Brewers and then lost the series to the Braves. At least it's the other way around where they did good against the NL East rival and they kind of blew it to the out-of-divisional team. Uh, This week, uh, after they just played and lost two out of three to Atlanta, they traveled to D.C., and then they traveled to Toronto. I mean Dunedin. I'm sorry, Dunedin. So, pretty interesting week. 3-3, three and three, even split. But as I said, at least they got it done against D.C. Let's get to it game by game. Starting off with an off day on Monday, You ha- just like this past Monday, you have... Tuesday, first game of the series, and a 6-2 win. Uh, Five innings, Anderson. It actually says right on the box score, perfect five innings. Uh, Five innings, Anderson earning his nickname. What? I mean, is there, like, what? Nothing's old here. It doesn't, it never gets old. Although he left with giving up a home run and a base hit, so now, like, it's a 3-2 lead with a runner on. Thanks, guy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's like an up-and-down game. Uh, Boehm with insurance, and then Knapp with a two-run hit to seal the deal. Remember, Andrew Knapp, that's an important name for later. And that's a good way to get things started. You're off to a 1-0 lead against the Nationals. Doing good. And you're going, and, you get, and the Phillies are going to clinch the division, the divisional series win, with, or not as in the DS. I mean, as an A divisional series win, they clinch the series win over the Nationals with a five-two win on May the twelfth. This was the game that Odubel homered in the ninth to tie it up. That was so clutch. Uh, basically, cementing his role as like the. As the temporary fix to center field, temporary in quotes, he might actually stay. And station to station in the 10th, they got it done. Reese with a base hit to bring in a run. Nick Maton with a uh, hit to bring in a run. 
Andrew Knapp. Get familiar with him. He brought in another run. And he got two two back-to-back games with clutch hits, clutch RBI-based hits to seal the deal. And then all good things have to come to an end with a 5-1 to one loss on Thursday. First off, before I get to the negatives about that game, can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that the Phillies did that really slick base running play? I always love this play. This is one of my favorite plays where the pitcher, like, does like it's a like does like the pickoff move to first, like like raising his leg. I think it was a lefty. I think it was Corbin, although I can't be sure, or I don't know off the top of my head. But pickoff to first, so Harper was caught, and then McCutcheon just ran home, or slid and scored. One of my favorite plays in baseball. Always confusing the other team. Baseball IQ. It can never be, it can never be overdone. But unfortunately, home runs by Schwarber and Bell, both two on homers. Like in the bottom of the first, out to a four-one lead, the Nationals would end up winning five to one. Uh, that's another theme to this week. First inning, big first and second innings lead to losses. All right, so then. After this day day game loss to D.C., they head down to Florida to take on the Blue Jays. Uh, first off, they got a nice 5-1 win. Pitchers duel early on. Uh, you had Vinny V on the mound for the Phillies. And it really seems like uh, for Velasquez, he, have his, he has a role in the rotation now. And ever since he was put in the rotation, every single game has been cementing like more and more he's like making a a new case to be in the rotation every night that's just what you want to see from a pitcher like Vince Velasquez who's on the ropes with a guy like Matt Moore behind him or even Spencer Howard who's doing okay in triple a so I love to see Vince Velasquez put in the work on the mound at a five run seventh and this was when uh, Reese Hoskins with a clutch double, it just was a nice base hit that rolled and rolled and rolled to the wall. Bases clearing, got the majority of the runs. It's exactly what you want to see in a 5-1 win, and all good things come to an end. A 4-0 loss on Saturday. Again, three, run, or three runs of the first two winnings. Noel couldn't really find his stuff. Shelled early, and the same thing if he said for Sunday for five, I mean, two innings. Anderson, I mean, Vlad Jr. with home runs in each, or with a home run on Friday, home run on Sunday. Uh, Blue Jays jump out to a six nothing lead after four in, in Sunday's game. Although the bright spot was that Nick Maton with his first two home runs. I mean, we've seen him hit home runs in spring training, we've seen his clutch batting. And now Nick Maton showing what he can do with in, uh, Pop. Really showing off his power, flexing his muscles, getting his first two home runs. He deserves it. He's been so good for the Phillies. One of the best hitters. And um, I think he's in the lineup tonight against the Marlins. So with that game being started or probably like in through the top of the first as this episode gets published. So... Nick Mayton gets credit uh, after his first one. Andrew McCutcheon went back-to-back. And the Phillies clawed their way back 
to a 10 to 8 loss. I mean, I mean, like, A, like, it says something when I can see a 3 nothing score after two innings and say this team is screwed, and I'm actually right, like, 90% of the time. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a completely different story, but at least they're getting the bats going. Unfortunately, they just got outplayed. And, um, it's not like the minor league, or, and then, and then the injury bug came to town. I guess the Phillies stole a bit of those, of that Eagles medicine. Uh, And it happened to strike the two best guys. No! Harper with the shoulder. Romuto with the wrist, and they are off to the IL. So I hope you guys, hope Andrew Knapp keeps doing what he's doing. Andrew Knapp's been really good. And behold, their placement to Bryce Harper. Brad Miller, everybody. Brad Miller is the savior that can match the $330 million man. And if he messes up, there's a nice little Scotty jetpack with a batting average under the Mendoza line to help him out. Yes, very reassuring. What also is very reassuring is this minor league week. Holy crap, did this team do terrible in the minor leagues. Let's start with AAA with the best level. And, of course, they did one of the best. And it's so sad saying this, that they that this was one of the better teams for the Phillies this week. Two and four this week. Against Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, that's the first-place team, Yankees team. I mean, Therese and Cornelius Randolph put in solid weeks. Are Therese down there for, like, a minors? Yeah, I mean, they called it a rehab at first, but I don't think he's getting called up anytime soon. Luke Williams continuing to do Luke Williams things. He's been one of the bright spots for this team. And now, for the laughing stock, I'm going to laugh at them for forever. Reading, you know how he said that Reading was terrible? And that, like, I have no expectations for this team. Boy, was I spot on. 0-6 at Bowie. They're the double-A team in the Orioles. Bowie, Bowie, whatever. 0-6. How? How? This team has no one except for Matt Vierling. Matt Vierling apparently has an OPS over 1,000, so uh, 1054. OPS. So, is there no supporting cast for an outfielder that we don't really consider to be a top prospect? I mean, Matt Vierling is great. He, I hope he cracks a roster in the next two years, but anybody else going to help him? I mean, at least they, like, got the bats going at, like, one, like, I think Friday or Saturday's game, but Bowie just outdid them every time. Uh, the Bryson Stott show. It's a one in five week for Jersey Shore against Wilmington. Another, another failing team coming in. Stott with three home runs, a two thirty five, uh, four fifty eight, and five twenty nine slash. Uh, and I forgot that. Uh, so Lehigh Valley will be going to Syracuse, the Mets team this week. Uh, Reading will be heading to Akron to take on the Rubber Ducks, the Indians team. And Jersey Shore will be heading to Winston-Salem, or staying home, or going back home. We'll play Winston-Salem, White Sox team, and Class A Clearwater 
two and four at Fort Myers. Make a bell. I mean, he's, it's basic. There's, I mean, Williamsport might not be there anymore, but they're it. But honestly, Mika Bell is being treated like it's Class A short season. Uh, he has uh three runs over five innings. Abraham Gutierrez, he's on fire. He's over a thousand OPS. He's been doing really well. Casey Martin, I mean, is up there too. Luis Garcia right behind Casey Martin. Those guys. Uh, fighting for the middle infield positions. But I look at this, or and then they will be staying home against Dunedin, who, because uh, Toronto is taking up the, uh, or because uh, the Blue Jays are using Dunedin, the team in Dunedin is using Clearwater as their home stadium for now. So all those people down, all my peeps down in Clearwater, you guys are getting two teams. I hope you love it. Uh and both of your Clearwater teams, the Threshers and Dunedin, will be battling at Bay Care Ballpark this week. Five and 19 for Phillies minor league teams. You got to do better. As for the Phillies, you got the Marlins at home and the Red Sox. And my last thought that I will give to you is a bit of a, because I'm a potster, I'd consider myself a potster. Red Sox are overrated. Let's get that series dub with Nola on Friday and Wheeler on Sunday. We're going to beat the Red Sox. Marlins, we'll see. We never do well against the Marlins, but just you wait. I'll talk this week about being the Red Sox. I'll see you then. An arch nemesis is coming to his true home. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Ryan Kerrigan! Oh, it feels so good to say that. I do not ha- we do not have to be terrorized by Kerrigan. Not any longer. The man with 95 and a half sacks. Over a 10-year career with name redacted. Come to the nest. One year up to $3.5 million with incentives like to be determined. They didn't really give much information. And this is a huge relief for the Eagles. Against the Eagles alone, Kerrigan with 13 and a half sacks, six forced fumbles, three of them recovered, and 24 hits on the quarterback. Huge relief. And I know they list him as an outside linebacker, which would be great, but he ain't a linebacker. I'm sorry. He's a defensive end. He's going to be the replacement to Barnett. That's hands down. I mean, Barnett, we haven't really seen the best performances out of him, not especially considering that he's a first-rounder. So, I mean, they have a more solid guy to take that role and to be the new leading tax leader. I mean, I feel like he can outbeat Graham. Brandon Graham is very solid for his age, but I feel like Kerrigan's that extra boost. And with signing him at $3.5 million, really cheap, that's really good. Also, there has been a rumor on Twitter that the Eagles are willing to make a, or are trying to make a splash trade before week one. 
<sighs> I'm just smiling. I don't know how serious this is. I feel like it's going to happen. I'm giving myself also optimism, but who cares? So, would this be for Deshaun Watson? Could this be for... I honestly don't know at this point. Linebacking help would be great. Um, you're thinking like a Deion Jones, a Keanu Neal. I would take either of those. I'm just listing players at this point. They just came out and vaguely said, splash trade. All right, well, I'm willing to hear what they have for this splash trade. I honest, like, I mean, at least they have, like, a package set up. I mean, you have Barnett, who's been replaced. You have Zach Ertz, who wanted out. And kicking a third-round pick or second-round pick, got a good guy. Um, But honestly, I have, like, it doesn't really make that much, that much sense to me. If you hear any background music, I'm trying to look up this Eagles splash trade because, I mean, I honestly, like, I don't know. I I don't know why they're doing this. Why are they doing this? What are they doing with this with? Honestly, like, like when you look up Eagles Splash Trade, you look up, you see a bunch of draft stuff. Also, like the Eagles trade for Josiah Scott, corner help, but. If you get Deshaun Watson, then. I mean, it's a great quarterback. He fits what the Eagles are trying to do in the Eagles culture. I mean, you're praising Jalen Hurts and you stress competition, so maybe it makes a little bit of sense. You need linebacking help, though. So, I'm, just, I'm interested. I'm really interested. And they still need, uh, like, another wide receiver. I mean, Julio's still available. I'm just saying. But, I don't know, guys. Leave your opinion. Uh, I do have a website for that, iassp.weebly.com. I want to hear from you guys listening. So as soon as you hear me say the the sentence, I want you to go to iassp.weebly.com. Go to contact, fill out the form, and leave your opinion. Who do you think the Eagles will trade for in this quote-unquote splash trade? Or will it happen at all? I mean, Sean Watson sounds nice, but it's, but is it realistic? I want to hear you guys, your guys' opinion. Ah, false optimism. I really hate when I have it, but whatever. Fly, Eagles, fly. Before I forget, I mean, I this isn't really part of the agenda. I just want to congratulate the Philadelphia 76ers. They just clinched the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I haven't really watched a lot of games, not really a basketball person, and you're not going to hear me talk about Sixers on the podcast, but I mean, I saw Embiid for MVP. He's a real MVP candidate. 
Uh, Simmons has been doing okay. Tobias Harris, um, Seth Curry, uh, Tyrese Maxey, the rookie. They've all been stepping up. Doc Rivers has been a great job coaching the team. They beat the soup. They beat out the Super 3 for the number one spot. So, uh, you're not going to hear from me a lot. Just want to congratulate the 76ers for getting the number one spot in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. And good luck in the playoffs moving forward. And that is going to do it for episode number seven of It's Always Sunny in South Philadelphia. Thank you for joining us today. A lot of filliness. A filliness week of baseball. And a really good Ryan Kerrigan signing. So this was a great episode. I had really I had a really fun time recording this. Hope you guys had fun listening to it. Before you leave, make sure to follow and subscribe to wherever you are listening, whether that be Google Podcast, Spotify, uh, Radio Public, Record or Breaker, uh, Pocket Casts, or Anchor. I do want to make sure that I do stress that if you're looking for the Anchor page because you listen to it, like in a relatively short span, I did change the website on you guys. So I think I, I changed it on the website. I knew that. So instead of anchor.fm slash Riley dash rich, I changed it to anchor.fm slash I A S S P. So make sure if you're, if you're one of the anchor supporters to make sure you, uh, change the link. Uh, if you don't know, or if you still get the 504 error and still search that up, just go to the website. It's easier. I have links there. I have. I also have a future schedule and a place to leave your opinion. So make sure you do. I haven't gotten any opinions yet, and I really want to see you guys show your support for the podcast. That's the best way to show that people are listening. And honestly, at this point, if I see one comment, I'm probably going to put it in an episode and I'm going to talk about it. So... It really means a lot to me for you guys listening to show your support, which I thank you for. And just like, and again, no matter what the filliness is, this filliness, mediocrity, filliness, 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 there's always a light at the end of the tunnel because it's always sunny in South Philadelphia. Take care, guys. I will see you guys next week.